0: You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment.
1: Hey, okay. yeah, I got you.
0: All right. Well, I guess we're in line for introductions. I love you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, Port's uh, here, and we got um, Madison, my girlfriend. She just recently uh, moved in. Hello. Uh, yeah she, and um she, she's
0: a staple of the podcast just the first time we've all three been on at the same time
1: yeah this might be the uh
0: this might be the trio right here i don't know true <laughs> we had uh, a
1: tell. perspective you know we'll see but. that we do um yeah so it's funny because i always like when i talk to when we talk to other couples i always talk about like you know tell me how when we first moved in or whatever else so now <laughs> so i would be remiss if i didn't um you know give that away I'm interested
2: um, to hear what you have to say.
1: Oh, Uh-oh. don't worry. I, oh uh, boy, <laughs> I, I wrote it all down. Oh. <laughs> Under your
2: petty category. First...
1: <laughs> first of all, I think it was the first. So I should maybe I should paint the picture here. So I flew to um, where Madison's from, and. Uh, we moved her down. So her parents were nice enough to like come with us. And her dad is, in, I was planning on just getting like a U-Haul, uh, truck like we do with PCS all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't have too many things. Cause when I moved from, uh, up North to here, I essentially took some of her st- I visited her and then on the way I, uh, took some of her stuff. So she didn't have too much remaining, but we were just going to get like a, I don't know, a 10 foot trailer or truck or something and drive it down. But her parents came with, and her dad um, just towed a trailer, and that was all we needed essentially. So um, it worked out good. And then they, once we got here, they helped us organize, move in, and her dad and I um, did some home maintenance, I suppose, or like, you know, stuff around the house, and her and her mom uh, organized. And I think it was pretty smooth, but it was. it's it's like what is it about people touching your like stuff and stuff that makes you so like like me you know what what is like you in general uh like as a person human nature i suppose what makes it that like you just get so antsy about that right you know what i mean like and it's it's always tough like you know in the moving situation where you know if you help somebody move you're talking to the person moving you're like do you want this in the truck do you want that you know do you want this that, this you know you're just getting like inundated with like questions and all of them were like you know good and valid it's just like it's hard to like answer everything and kind of um <clears throat> especially since madison had a lot of uh kitchenware and stuff that like other people donated to her which we're grateful for um it's like we threw my most most of mine away or gave it to goodwill essentially wow. but it was just like just the letting go, <laughs> mm-hmm. even though even though I was ready for it, and it was like better stuff. It's just like that human nature piece of just like no,
0: you know, it's like yeah, when I, when you don't want to lose watch. your stuff. Yeah. yeah, because it's your stuff. It's not anybody else's stuff. It's your stuff. You get a kind of a sentimental about it. and I, and I kind of want to talk about sunk cost fallacy, um, but oh, that's man. kind of that's kind of what that really is. You know, you say like, hey, I got a whole set of new pans, but I got these old pans that probably falling apart and not that great, but they're your old pans, you know? So yeah, I don't, I don't know why we get that. Excuse me. I don't know why we, uh, we get so attached. There's some people who are better at it than others. I'm definitely probably not great at it. I'll hold on to a pencil, uh, for ages just because it's a pencil that I had for one time.
1: Yeah, I uh, know, be too. But like I talked about in previous podcasts, like letting go of stuff, it kind of, it, 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 it's good in the sense that it snowballs sometimes. You know, where, like, once you, like, go one thing, you can, like, like once you throw a pencil away, you can throw this other box away or something. Like and then yeah. you know it. You're, like, setting your house on fire and getting rid of everything or
3: something. Yeah. That <laughs> no, was, um... I, go
1: ahead. Oh, sorry. Madison, how was your experience with moving your stuff in? Because that was kind of scary, too, for you, huh?
2: It wasn't too scary. Once we got here, I just wanted to get everything unpacked and organized, which... It was very helpful that my parents were here. Otherwise, we would never have gotten yeah. like, half of the stuff done. I
1: think they saved us, like, fucking weeks. Yeah. In, uh, they were so motivated. In, like, you know, just the amount of... Literally, just the amount of time they saved us with all the projects they helped us do so quickly, essentially. Yeah. um, I don't know. I, I thought, like... I'm okay with handyman stuff, you know what I mean? But, like, I'm not good with the house stuff, as we talked about kind of on the house podcast. Uh-huh. We're just, like, you know, like, emptying... Or, um, what's it called? Like emptying out your uh, um, water heater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cleansing that out and then, like, um, just looking at other stuff and uh, helping, like, kind of prevent and maintenance as well as just, like, you know, tinkering with things. Yeah. Um, but there's a big story we're missing here. Was the, I <laughs> wanted
0: to ask. I don't know if this is the one, but uh, I think this is I the heard there's <laughs> there an issue about uh, your sleeping arrangement. Oh, No. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait a minute.
1: Oh, are you talking about Thanksgiving time frame?
0: Or, or that and then just um, – uh, maybe – I don't know. I don't want to bring it up if we're not going to talk about it. Also, I don't know if it's uh, something that you wanted to talk on the podcast. But I think there is an issue of uh, sleeping in the same bedroom uh, like on Thanksgiving and stuff like that. Or maybe something. I don't know. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, I got the thumbs up here. My, uh, my
2: parents were joking but kind of serious about it, but it, it, ended, it ended up being like it's fine. You guys are old enough, but we can hear everything through the walls, and we're just like, <laughs> uh, okay. Thanks.
0: Yeah, that's a tough one, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can. It's imagine kind of being like a sarcastic, or not a sarcastic. What's the what's the word? Uh, uh I can't vasetious. think of it right now. Not facetious, but like we're just um. Uh, uh, what basically where you're you're pretending to be nice but you're not really. I can't think of it. It's not just a, a word.
1: Backhanded kinda of, or uh no. What? Not well, passive I'm a, aggressive.
0: Passive aggressive, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh it's kinda like that. It's like, oh like well you're old enough, like it's okay. You're maybe old enough, but that's that's gonna change the fact that they still don't they they're just they just kinda have to, you know, let that happen uh because they yeah. are old enough.
1: And, you know, I hope we continue this podcast really for uh, a good amount of time so that if, like, we still do this podcast when either of us have kids or something, we can, like, talk about that all stuff. That, like, it would be interesting yeah. to talk about on the other side. Like, I'm sure that's one of those things, you know, where you kind of have to let it happen because it's going to happen yeah. anyway. Like, yeah. them sleeping together or whatever. Um, <laughs> or in the same room. But it's like that just – I mean, just, like, throwing something away, it's, like, you just got to get past that moment, essentially. And then it's, like, whatever, you know, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, the other situation I was talking about was uh, me shitting myself on the way down. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, man. You got
3: yeah, pretty so, close with my dad there.
1: Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> well, it, first of all, it's interesting, like, when you, um, I mean, just in general, meeting people, like, I know we've always talked about, Uh, like, you know, you go through the kind of, what's it called? Kind of customs and courtesies or whatever of, like, the beginning of, like, you're not really yourself. You're just acting, like, super friendly and, like, courteous, you know? You're not really being you. Yeah, but I wish I could just, like, fast forward into, like, you know, having inside jokes and, like, talking shit and all that of, like, and I I just mean, like, any friend or anybody I meet, essentially, right? But (laughs) it's funny thinking about, like, when you meet somebody, you know, your girlfriend or boyfriend's parents, uh how you like how you end up bonding you know what I mean because it's always like kind of in a weird way or like there's always like kind of awkward moments or whatever but yeah Mm -hmm. so we were driving and like um we go through Arkansas and it's like there's like a lot of stretches of just no it's just like winding roads yeah there's no stops there's no gas stations and we were in one of those and dude, I don't know what it was. I think I ate some donut holes or something that like. You really ate didn't... too many donut holes. Yeah, I think I ate like 45 or something like that. But... Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, at one point my stomach was kind disaster. Yeah, and I'm still kind of recovering from Montezuma's Revenge. I think you're. I think you hit the nail on the head there after the cruise. Uh... Uh, I think my stomach's <laughs> never been the same. I've never recovered from that. But um. Yeah. So at one point my stomach just drops and I uh kind of trusted a fart and uh didn't end well.
0: Oh no. So like you actually like you actually shit yourself.
1: Yeah. It wasn't oh, uh it wasn't it wasn't it was like squishy. full it wasn't full blown, but it was like these underwear I gotta throw away. And oh. was driving. yeah, and I was and I was driving, so luckily I was like it was like one of those situations
0: experience like what happened so you 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 thought it was a fart and then what happened it's just
1: like you know that that like debilitating feeling of like your stomach just like you know kind of dropping and like you just like need to like (laughs) (laughs) let something out you just need to explode essentially you know (laughs) but like you gotta like relieve yourself somehow but you know that it's not going to end well but like (laughs) And it, like, it kind of ebbs and flows, you know, where it's, like, yeah. if you make it past one, it's you know, so you're, like, description. I mean, well, this is not of luxury right now, so. Yeah.
0: Like, if you make it past this initial push, which could be anywhere from 30 seconds to 25 minutes, then you know you'll be good, but you're not for certain that you will make it.
1: Yeah, and it essentially happened twice. And the first time, I, like, was able to let out a little... <laughs> is this too much. I was able to <laughs> let out a little uh gas. Um so I so I thought that would be okay for the second time and uh, I was incorrect. <laughs> uh <laughs> So then I had to text my
2: parents and say we need to pull over at yeah. the next
1: stop.
0: And what they Oh wait, we... so you were, so but you were driving with
1: Yeah, you... sorry. So we were in um separate cars. Yeah, separate cars. What's it called? Convoy kind of thing. Um so Madison texted her parents and was like, uh, hey, we need to stop it. Wait, think were you parents, in the
0: car with Madison or were you in their car yeah, with was, your dad?
1: I was with uh, Madison and her parents were in the other car. Oh, okay. I thought it was the other way. I thought you were with her dad. Yeah, I think when I texted you, I didn't like, describe it right. But you, you, it's going to make sense in us when I uh, get to the end. Um,
2: but initially, my mom thought it was me. And I was <laughs> like, no, no, it's not me.
1: And she's like,
0: you, she wouldn't let you have that win. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: exactly. So, <clears throat> luckily, we were towards the end where like there's gonna be a stop, and what was it like, twelve minutes or something? Mm-hmm. And I mean, when oh. you're in this kind of situation, like every second is like an hour.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> dude, it was horrible. We were like, you know, twist and turn, turning, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like I was worried I was gonna have to stop and just like shit on the side of the road or something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I did come up with lots of scenarios like what if I just pulled over right now I'm like no My parents are not seeing your ass out on the side
1: of the road oh man imagine <laughs> They probably would have just, like, drove it. You guys would have driven away and just left me there, huh? Yeah. Or I would have just been like, just leave me.
0: It's okay. I'm, I'm
1: in the, the wood. The forest has taken me now. I'm I'm part of the na- nature. I can't go back to society. no time
0: to see the forest through the trees right now. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> so finally we get to the gas station. And, dude, right when I pull up, it, like, happens again where my stomach kind of drops. And I think, like, it's, like, one of those things where you don't want to move, you know? So nope. I have to, like... I open the door slowly and like barely make it out and I think I'm like waddling to the gas station. <laughs> was I? <laughs> to the
2: but you were in a rush?
1: Yeah, I was kind of getting... And her, her parents are like stopped in like two pumps over so they see all this unfolding and I get to the bathroom and just let her rip and dude, it was the worst. Oh, it, was, wow. it was a volcano eruption. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but this is where it gets kind of awkward because somebody comes in it was somebody else and then her dad comes in and uh he of course you know knows what happened kind of thing so that was just like okay uh yeah and then uh (laughs) once I get out of the you know once I you know recover essentially and go back to the car I look over at their car and you know you just gotta own it at this point so I just give them the thumbs up did you see that
2: no I did not
1: (laughs) (laughs) I gave him the thumbs up, and I I could tell her dad was uh, laughing at me, so that was uh, <laughs> what a you know quite a bonding moment. And we yeah. talked about it later, and he was laughing about it. So yeah, that's, uh, one that's
0: nice. it's a good intro uh, to although you've met multiple times, you've probably never seen that side of you. So
1: yeah, exactly. And I mean, a lot of this too is like I mean, not to relate this to what we were just talking about, but is like they yeah. want to make sure Madison's okay with like my. You know, like she's gonna get taken care of not only by me but also by like where I live and like, you know, like the situation. Like they're that's a great I'm, point. That's a you know what I mean. Like they're not. They're hoping I'm not living in like a shed with like you know I don't know a thousand cats running around or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like they're in the ghetto. Yeah. yeah. But so if was, you were,
0: What do you think would have happened? What do you mean? Like so, say you were living in like uh like just the middle of shrew- like, like bad a place. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: don't know, Madison. What do you think? They would have. Mm-hmm. They would just been like, we don't like this area.
2: Mm, yeah, probably. I mean, I showed them the house in the neighborhood before. Yeah. Like, when you first bought the house.
0: So they did a virtual, a virtual walk around. Yeah. But
2: yeah, they loved the house. If it was in a sketchy, because when we first got off the highway, we were like going through weird, sketchy neighborhoods. Yeah. And I just knew in my head that my mom was like freaking out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
2: then as soon as we got out. And she saw the house. She was like, oh, this is so
1: cute. Yeah, but her dad hit me with the, uh, okay, you didn't take the Christmas lights down yet? Which, let me (laughs) Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. They're not actual Christmas lights. They're like just a glowing whatever kind. Not even like white.
2: They were for Christmas. Okay, but hold on.
1: But here's the thing. Don't you think, I mean, what do you guys think about this? Like, don't you think Christmas lights should just be year round? Isn't it like kind of a nice thing?
0: I don't know. I don't like, well, I'm not a big fan of like how we celebrate Christmas, not for any particular reason. I just don't like it anymore. (laughs) So I'm not putting up any, like if you walk to my house at any time of year, you can't tell what season it is. Other than if you looked out the window.
1: Yeah. I have a feeling that's about to change in my life, but, um, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, I kept the lights up and I, you know, I meant to take them down, but, it was also just like they're just generic lights, you know what I mean? It's not like I don't think people would look at them and be like, "Oh, those are Christmas lights." I mean, but they're they, lights on a, on a house, I guess. I don't they know. They
2: were nice. They were really cute, but yeah. Yeah, I know. You gotta take those down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But back in November. But like, yeah, I don't know how I would respond to that as if I was a parent, like, if I drop off my daughter or son and it's like a shitty place and it's like uh are you gonna be okay do we need to
3: you
0: know and how far can you press until it's like too much you know like hey like i really don't think you should be living maybe you should hold off on this for a second maybe you should think rethink about yeah uh, i suppose you would i don't know
1: yeah i suppose you would talk to your kid and especially if they're in agreement or something like that then sometimes i mean i know stories of you know parents unfortunately having to like Step in and like <laughs> essentially like, take their kid back from like not like a horrible situation, but just like a not as you know, not they just need to remove themselves from the situation. Essentially, the, the uh-huh. kids, you know what I mean? And
2: so, it, honestly, like the kid or me in this scenario knows what I'm walking into, so I'm not trying to go anywhere that I weren't, yeah, comfortable. yeah, Madison's Matt, been they here trust before,
1: that. and so, yeah, like. I mean that would've been interesting if like you've never been here and they've obviously never been here, and then they were moving you. They would've obviously asked and like wanted to see pictures and stuff like that, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. but um, yeah. Anyway, so getting back to the I guess kind of original idea of living together, weird <clears here throat> things that happen. Um, on our first night, we were making pasta. And Madison tests how soft the spaghetti is by throwing it against the wall. Ah, uh, yes. The time-proven method.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. I didn't know that was a thing. I just... I,
2: you're Italian?
1: She, she was, he's always hitting me with this. Uh, <laughs> you're not
2: a real Italian. No.
1: Yeah, I know. It's just like, uh, how racist can we get here? It's or whatever racist. it's called. But anyway, yeah, she just like picks up the spaghetti out of the, with her bare hands out of the boiling water. And just throws it against the wall. That's a I was normal. like, what the hell is happening right that's now?
2: That's a normal thing. If it sticks, it's good. If it doesn't, then it has to boil longer.
1: Yeah, I usually just eat it. But um, <laughs> But you got the gift, though. She was not... Yeah, I mean, it's yet. good. It's a, that's a TTP for you right there, if you don't know about that one. But isn't it so funny? Like, different people... Like there's a, there's like that thing there's those things that half the population does but the other half doesn't do you know what I mean? What like just like those small nuances? Sp- no, just like how you test your spaghetti or something or like how you like uh, a popular one is how you set up your TP roll uh, on the yeah. you know, spinner <clears throat> thing. You know what I mean. Yeah. But like like some a large portion of the population does one thing one way and then another does it the other way and they're like what the fuck? So, that's why it's so funny, you know, having this, like, immersionist
0: essentially. Yeah. Conversion of two, uh, two, or union of two people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, the other one was, Madison keeps her PJs under the bed covers. Huh. So,
0: in the morning, she,
1: like, puts the PJs under the covers, and then makes the bed, and they're underneath.
0: The entire time. So, at I night. Never, I gotta say, I've never heard that in my entire life before. Yeah,
2: so then when you're going to bed, you take the covers back, and there are your PJs. And then you put your PJs on. I mean,
1: yeah, it's a smart idea. Yeah, i just never seen it happen before.
2: Well, you just throw yours wherever you want. Yeah, I And know. then you're like, where are my PJs? So I'd like to know where mine are.
1: Yeah, well, I was trying to find mine, and Madison's like, well, they're under the covers. I'm like, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> it's just like, well, isn't that normal? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, What's yeah, some I've that I've been doing?
2: <clears throat>
1: uh, you haven't been writing these down?
2: No, I haven't. Um, I don't know. It's just very difficult every time we want to organize something or introduce something new, because we're like complete opposites on how we organize. Yeah. You want to yeah. put everything in a tub in the attic. And I want to, like, buy storage containers and bins and make it look nice and cute.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of struggling with that right now of, like, I don't know, like, tell me what you think about this. Because I know we've talked about this on, like, the Life Lessons podcast or something like that, where it's, like, take all the shit you don't use, like, essentially every day or every week, put it in the garage or in the attic. That way it's, like, out of the way. But as opposed to, like, I mean, I guess we do have a lot of space here, but I think what I'm doing is, like, I'm, like, mentally um looking forward to like moving at some point and i'm like Mm -hmm. i'd rather everything be in a tub so that we just grab it and go as opposed to it's in all these different containers and now i have to reorganize or you know re like consolidate
0: i don't know but i know what you're saying yeah um i just live in a state of disarray (laughs) no uh i (laughs) i don't know i Everything that I use, typically, so this is something I'm bad at, is if I think I even might use it, I'll leave it out. And when more often than not, I use, I touch like the same 15 things every single day and nothing else. Yeah. So yeah. I've been trying to be better at <clears throat> putting away like sight unseen or just finding a place for it or just basically just tossing it. But um, I can understand the merits of both. I'm sure if I had uh, a significant other living with me, I'd probably be probably be more willing to let them just handle that stuff and as long as they don't touch my 15 things I touch every day I'd probably be okay with it um because that's just decorating and having things look quote-unquote cute is not my jams uh so ah like I said I'm oh. very I'm very minimalist so yeah, yeah me that's too, how you are <clears throat> too um
2: I want it to look homey. I'm not, like, trying to be cute exactly. Yeah. I just want to feel like I live in a place that I
0: – You own, yeah.
2: Cozy.
1: Yeah, no, yours. I, I can understand I, that. I agree with that sentiment. Um, but, like, it's just the classic – like, we get into petty arguments or, like, small stuff, and it's like, this is not worth it. And actually, <laughs> I, was talking, I was talking a bit about this, and we're getting about better about this too, but it's like we try to just, like – a pause on it, you know what I mean? When we realize we're being like ridiculous or something like that, and just realize how important it really is and try to like get down to the roots essentially. But yeah. Biff had a good thing he like he says what he does is he says, like, you know, kinda not to get too uh touchy-feely here, but he's like, Hey, I love you. I'm trying to figure out what you you want, you know, like tell me explain to me. I I, th- I don't think I understand this essentially. You know what I mean? It's just like a good way to pause and, like, kind of reset, as opposed to letting your emotions just go crazy and then yeah. before you know it, you're, like, breaking up over moving a tub in another room. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you should start saying that more.
1: Oh, okay. That's... it's <laughs> very one-sided, I feel like. <clears throat> anyway. I'll
2: say it, too. But usually I'm in the right.
1: Oh, okay. Um... Actually, I, I forgot about a funny situation like having her parents here and them, like, do it, do you know, move in and stuff or uh, help us, you know, organize. Like, one parent would ask me one thing and then the other parent would be like disagree with that and want it the other way. And then I was like literally stuck in between the two of them. And it's like, <laughs> which one are you going to go time. with, Port? <laughs> uh, a couple of times, but yeah. I mean, it's not too tough, obviously, but uh and just those it, it didn't
2: work out either way so you still managed that so you didn't choose
1: yeah anyway um what else with living together
2: um i think our personal space hasn't really been affected like people would typically say like-
1: although we got we got to talk about the elephant in the room coronavirus
2: yeah I this mean, is a
1: crazy time to have just like it was we were talking about this today it was a perfect storm of madison moving in and like society way. getting affected by it yeah yeah and it's like she's trying to find a job but like people are not exactly hiring let alone like going yeah outside. oh man I didn't even think you that... know what i mean so it's yeah. been
2: a struggle
1: yeah it's been like i mean it couldn't i mean of course it could always be worse but it's like Oh, of all of the time, it's like it happened like to the day almost, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's crazy. And it's just yeah. like, you know, obviously she wants to go out and like hang with friends and like, you know, go out and see the town. But it's like we're trying to, you know, lean more towards staying inside or like doing less, you know, yeah. so it's really it's really shitty, you know.
0: See, my uh, I had a one of my mentees <laughs> from my alma mater, he uh, he was studying abroad in China. Uh, oh, so he, so he he. <laughs> He leaves China because of the coronavirus, and within the month of him getting back home, everybody starts shutting down, like all colleges across the nation send their kids home. So he goes back home, and guess where he goes? To New York, the one of the epicenters of this. So he's just having the coronavirus him around left and right. And he, like, frantically texts me, like, hey, do you know anybody who I can get an internship with this summer for... Um, in, in New York city, I'm like, man, I got a couple of people I can reach out to no guarantees, but yeah, you're kind of screwed. <laughs> uh, so I think, I think we might've found a solution. I don't know if he's going to for sure get the internship, but, uh, uh I just hit up one of my buddies and he's, they, they got some internships open, but on, on, yeah. on that note, basically it's the same thing. He's struggling to... like It's just following around, and then he can't find a job now this summer, and he's going to, be, going to be a senior next year, so... Yeah. Yeah, dude, this shit's crazy, man. This is, like, obviously unprecedented with just how...
1: We've just, like, quickly fallen into chaos, you know, understandably. Yeah. Um, and, like, we kind of have to pick our poison here with, like, shutting everything down versus letting this get out of control, you know? I've seen some like analysis of what or like what is it called models or something where if like we didn't do anything we would have been like we'd be fucked (laughs) yeah
0: how bad it would be oh yeah
1: we'd be like italy right now yeah that that shit's crazy man but um actually on a lighter note i suppose but also um interesting is i think i posted this on the facebook but um It's going to be interesting to see after this, you know, hopefully this, you know, clears up sooner rather than later, but it'll be interesting to see now with everybody teleworking and working at home, businesses are going to realize like a lot of industries can just work at home or, you know, they can, their people can get almost the same amount done at home. You know what I mean? Like it's it's interesting to think about people who like go to an office just to, you know, essentially go to the computer and have a phone there. Like they could do that at home, obviously. You know what I mean? Like I know, Madison's own job. Like I mean, other than interacting with your coworkers and like talking and having fun kind of thing, like you could do everything from home, right? Like
2: yeah, a lot of the people above me though need physical files.
1: Which, by the way, what is that all about? Like, why it's twenty twenty here? Why? I you, know,
2: yeah, they're way behind, but yeah, like each insured has their own file. Yeah, with all their docs,
1: so I guess you don't want to lose that. But um, yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of. I feel like there's a lot of especially madison's friends who work in similar industries and it's like when i think about what they do it's like they could easily do that from home just with a mm-hmm. computer obviously and a phone you know just like call just, a different number
2: it's just nice to have the work environment with yeah workers and you can like, go by so much faster
3: yeah
1: you can like go to somebody's desk and talk to them about something but it's yeah. like if they're all working independently <clears> it doesn't really affect i don't know but um, it'll just be interesting to see, you know, hopefully nothing negative comes from it, hopefully positive things where people, uh, you know, I was like talking to one of Madison's friends about, um, it'd be cool mm-hmm. if we had like monthly mental health days or something like that where mm-hmm. people or like every Friday, maybe people work from home Yeah. just to, just to make it a little bit easier, but still get work done, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah, really awesome. interested to, I'm really interested in like the whole four day work week with, uh, I know they've done some simulations where like, or some experiments where you get the same production, if not more out
0: of it. And I think it's better for everybody. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, I heard a recent article about that. Uh, it's compelling. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't feel one way or the other towards it. But um, yeah, it's but yeah. controversial, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's just crazy to
1: you know, like Madison and I are just every once in a while we stop and we're like we forget what's going on around us, you know, and it's just yeah. like holy shit, you know. Yeah. I mean, as I'm sure, hopefully everybody else does. Hopefully it's not affecting them too much, but yeah, some. I hope everybody you know hope everybody gets through it and uh, it worked itself out essentially, and we get out the other end stronger, you know. But yeah. what a, I'd what say
0: crazy. the uh, probably one of the side effects I think that could be positive is people now hopefully be in a regimen of washing their hands regularly because <laughs> um, I don't think yeah. people were doing that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I wasn't very good about it, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah I think one thing, I, one good technique I heard is like count your ABCs or something like that.
0: And yeah, that's I've been like doing that time. since for a long time. <laughs> I've been counting my ABCs during my uh, hand washing routine for a hot minute. But on another controversial note, um, and since we're kind of on the topic of cohabitating, prenuptial agreements, are they a recipe for disaster every time?
1: (laughs) See, this is the way I view them. I'm sure Madison has her take, but, like, it it seems like you're kind of entering with a foot out the door almost kind of thing. I don't know. You're like, planning for I,
0: failure almost.
1: Yeah, like, I could see it with, like, you know, if you're, like, a billionaire, I mean, no offense, but if you're, like, a billionaire and then you marry somebody who's, you know, I guess average, you know, or whatever, like, because like if you get a divorce, then they're taking half, you know? And I've actually looked more into it, and it kind of makes more sense with, like, if the other person doesn't work, well, they're missing out on all that money they would have made, you know what I mean? Um, because they were basically a dependent, uh, so they, they should get some, but, like... Uh, I always go back to, and I mean, she's, I think she's done it the right way, but, and it was a kind of messy thing. But with the Bezos, like she became, when they divorced, the wife became the third richest woman or something like that, like overnight, you know? Yeah, crazy. Uh, and that's just fucking crazy, you know? But <clears throat> I think, yeah, I think it's kind of, uh, I think it's starting on the wrong foot, essentially, um, because you're, yeah. you're thinking it's not going to last. But at the same time, it's like mitigating. But I would, I like, every time I think about it, I <clears> think, <throat> i'm just like nah
0: i feel like there's not a good way to go about it even if it's you know no matter what or whoever decides on what it's always going to be perceived negatively uh no matter how real it is um it's just i i I don't think there's a good way to do it i think you just have to make the right decision (laughs) and stick to it yeah i
1: mean i want to hear what madison thinks but like (laughs) it's uh like, hopefully you're marrying somebody who's, like, level-headed and, like, when it does end, you, like, split it appropriately. You know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. they get 75% because, um, you know, they, they don't have as much as you have for yourself, essentially. I don't know. But, I don't know. Madison, really? what do you think?
2: No, I totally agree with you guys. I mean, I don't think it's necessary unless you have a lot of assets and yeah money and you might be marrying someone unstable <laughs> but
0: we you, know a few of those i think yeah i think that's something i need to worry about personally because uh, <laughs> all know i love bad bitches and i got a fucking problem about it yeah exactly uh,
1: <laughs> um, yeah yeah i think that's kind of like the conclusions like i think for the average person it's probably like not a player you know but like yeah for like an nba player or something like that maybe especially if you meet them after you become rich and famous or
0: whatever, right. uh,
1: and I think you got to watch out for it. I would think. Yeah. But, and, from and what I, mean, like, I
0: hear, it, go ahead.
1: Sorry, and I mean it doesn't necessarily just mean your um, what what's it called uh, your finances I suppose, and assets. I guess that's like a big thing, but it's like, it's just an agreement with like how it's gonna end. You know what I mean? Like with, I don't know, it might be, now with like you know, um, what's it like? not like. I don't mean just like publicity, but just like, I don't know, I guess the way you're going to go about it too, you know what I mean? But everybody thinks about like money and that type of stuff.
0: Yeah. I was going to say a lot of prenuptial agreements, people will think about, Oh, it's just get half, but there are certain, um, certain stipulations you can put on prenuptial agreements where, you know, like, Hey, this is only going to be regarding my money, or this is only going to be regarding my car collection or this is only going to be regarding my, I don't know, whatever your houses. Um, or if you're again how I say houses, like as if you're like a, but, um, so things like that, you can set, like you can set certain stipulations. Like, Hey, this prenup will only be regarding my house or yeah, my car collection. And like she will not, or he will not get any of my car collection, but everything else you can get, they'll get half of whatever. Like, okay, cool. But, um, I don't know. Do you have any small things that, uh, so f- and, and at the risk of starting a fight, do you have any small things that you wouldn't, uh, y- you would put, I should say, you would put in a uh, prenuptial agreement? Uh,
1: no, I was kind of thinking about that, like, well. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I, I was like thinking about Like oh. your flag collection? What's that? Your flag collection. <laughs> Oh, wow. you can just have that one. Uh, no, I don't think there's anything like like other than the like you know obviously the smaller stuff and like my car or whatever like that's just like normal stuff i don't I feel like I don't have anything extra, I don't know, you know what I mean, like yeah, I don't have like um yeah, I don't know, I guess I'm kinda of boring with like I don't have hobbies and other stuff like that where it's like I have other crazy I don't shit, have but anything. yeah, so no I, I can't think of anything
0: yeah i don't know it was just a question i think i'd probably say my books and my cars or vehicles i should say but that's about yeah,
1: it yeah i mean like my one thing i guess would be my computer maybe because that's like kind of oh like, yeah yeah that's my like mentally that's like my precious <laughs> uh you know thing i own i suppose yeah. um but, like, that's, I mean, I'm kind of thinking about getting
0: rid of that too. So, <laughs> I just, <you> know, <laughs> you
1: know, everything's gone.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you want to move on to the next topic? You got more to say on that?
1: No, I think it so for me. All right. Uh,
0: so, this is, uh, is has the potential for a longer one because this really made me think, um, just because I was just doing some self reflection in these times of crisis. Um, but, i think it's important to analyze what drives you individually um a lot of times people you know like like it, it's nowadays especially when we live in a world of motivational speakers and whatnot um people are always talking about you know strive to be the best like you can always work harder you're, you're never the best so you need to continue to work until you are the best and then there's always going to be somebody else there's better than you. So you need to keep working towards that and really it's just like a culture of, you know, being being an A-type of person or A-type personality. But we under I think we all kind of understand that, but I wanted like I want to know what is the reason for it cuz it's different for everybody. What is the reason you should be trying to strive to be the best? Um, I don't think people ask or even understand why they want to be the best. And if you don't understand why you want to be the best, I think you're just going to end up chasing a goal with that. There is no goal to the, or there's no, I guess, um, there's, there's no finish line. You don't, you don't have something to actually get to. You just want to be the best for the sake of being best. And I think it's important to analyze what is the driving factor for you. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, in one of my classes, <clears throat> they had this, like, I thought it was, like, kind of a throwaway assignment or something, but it's actually pretty good. He had us write our, like, or I'm I'm still writing it, but, like, a career manifesto. So it's just, like, two pages single spaced, by the way, which you I think you never <laughs> see, but <it's> fucking, <laughs> that's fucking horrible. But um, he says, like, talk about, like, what your three to five overarching values are and why they're important to you. He also talks about smart goals, like specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Um, basically, like kind of where do you see yourself in ten years, twenty years, and like why are you going that way? You know, and yeah, I mean, it's a really good point. It's like I feel like a lot of the times we do things because we just think we should, and like I mean, especially now with like the stock market crashing and stuff like that, it's made me realize, um, like what, like money is. I mean, I've, I saw this somewhere else, but money is just like. What is it called? It's just your time and um, maybe comfort, I suppose. But it's like if you have all this money, it doesn't really change the fact that like you're healthy and have like friends and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I guess it kind of could, but it's like we I think we do a lot of things in excess just to do them, you know, but then it's like, like if I had a million dollars right now, what would I really change? You know, like maybe I would, you know, buy a house or whatever. But I mean, rich people and we always go back to this, like people always talk about, um, they like they want everybody to get a lot of money because they're, then they will realize that it's not about the money, right? You know. Yeah. And I mean, we do that with other stuff too, conceptually, like trying to be the best at whatever else, like you were saying, or just trying to like, you know, get that um, what is it like self actualization, like kind of reaching your potential type of thing. But yeah. then we get there and we're like, what What the fuck was this for? I kind of lost everything along the way. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah. I, I I wrote down some of mine was like. I want to change the status quo and like improve people's lives. Um, if that's kind of where you're getting towards, but
0: well that, but there's, I'd say I'd take it even deeper because um, like, for instance, I wrote down a couple of things that I, I think are typical of people. Like people typically do things for recognition um, oh, okay, or yeah. for power or for money. Um, but the reason I say this is because it's really, it's really important to understand what that drive is because if you don't understand that drive to become better or become the best or whatever it may be then you're not like i you're you're basically your your um your worth is tied to something that is not attainable or is something that you can't like you don't know what you're trying to attain um i i kind of wrote down like the real kicker is what do you do and how do you respond when you aren't the best, you know, and that's like, if you're always struggling and striving and no matter how hard you work, you, you literally aren't the best, whether it's, uh, best basketball player, best, you know, CPA, the best nurse, the best, uh, police officer, whatever have you, if you're always striving to be the best and you can't get it and your own, your whole worth was tied to, becoming the best what do you do when you aren't and you got to understand what that is uh so you can respond and figure out how your motivation is because if you're i said if it's just saying hey i just my only drive is money then you're like okay i know like hey i can't have the most money in the world but if i look and see having the right amount of monies to do things with that's a whole nother story or have like the whole reason I'm doing this, um, you know, is for recognition. Like, well, you're never going to be the most recognized person in the world or history. So what are you trying to get recognition for? What like what would be a, an acceptable amount of recognition for you? Um, and just kind of understanding what you need so you can get to that happy place, if you will
1: yeah exactly and i think the infinite game kind of talks about this um at least uh so simon sinek has the infinite games i think we talked about but there's also Mm -hmm. one that he got it from which is i think finite infinite games where they talk about essentially like the finite players trying to kind of like what you're talking about like trying to be the best and stuff but the infinite player kind of knows like it's more about like existing and continuing you know what i mean as opposed yeah. to just going for this one lofty goal that you're never going to get. Or, um, yeah, you're going to keep chasing after. Or if you get it, it's like, well, what's next kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's like kind of
0: uh, – uh, it, it's like a wild goose chase, I suppose. Right. And, I, but, and I'll admit, like this, like, this whole thought, like, again, since I've had a whole lot of time to reflect in, in this pandemic – uh, I've done, I've done a lot of reflecting and just thinking about interactions with different people I've had, uh, over the years. And I was thinking about like one of the people I know, they, they want to be, um, well, I don't know, say they want to be the best pilot all the time, all the time. They want to be the best pilot. And when they aren't or they're outclassed by somebody around them or somebody who they probably shouldn't be a better pilot than them at that point in time, um, it's really difficult for them. and I want and I, and I start thinking. I was like, "Well, why is that so difficult?" You know, and I, I think it's because their worth is tied towards being the best, but not understanding why or having a reason for wanting to be the best. So um, I know I'm kind of talking in circles here, but yeah, I, I think it's really just a. I, I think people need to, uh, or we as a people need to understand uh, why. Or, or basically another Simon Sinek thing is, you know, understand your why, uh, yeah. I guess. So taking some reflection, I think, and like your professor said, um, understanding kind of your own personal motto and then what is really important in that. And if you can figure out what is really important to you, what's the co- what's the core of your being or what's the core of your motivation, then you can kind of craft um, – the rest of you can kind of craft that drive to be the best around that, so you have attainable goals. So, if my goal is to, um, you know, be the best, like if my goal is happiness, and like, okay, what, ha- what brings me happiness? Being the best. Well, I can say, hey, if I'm happy, um, you know, doing my job, and I may not be the best at my job, but if I'm having a good impact, and I'm br- I'm feeling joy from my uh, interactions with people at the workplace then I can, I can now accept that, hey, as long as I'm having a net happy result, I'm okay with not being the best. Um, That's not going to stop me from trying to improve, but my measure is not defined by the task I'm trying to do, but more by the, um, the result I'm trying to get personally.
1: Yeah. And yeah, I meant to, sorry, I meant to talk about that too. Like, like you said, people like kind of rise and fall like if you're if you're kind of being or like your life or whatever your values are in the wrong or misplaced then essentially you're just gonna rise and fall with that stuff kind of like we were talking about like with the pilot or like like we talked about before people who like always pass tests and when they (coughs) fail they're just like crushed you know because they're they're the person who passed tests you know what i mean so but more of the lives you should ground yourself in things that matter but i mean you know obviously it's up to you what matters to you but like i would think it should be like Friends, families, health, you know, your health, their health, you know what I mean? And like money, of course, is an important thing. It's kind of how the world turns. But as long as you're comfortable and you have, you know, savings and stuff, that's why like, I mean, I guess they kind of talk about in the Bible. But also when you hear stories about that kind of stuff where like, you know, the, the truly happiest person might be the janitor or somebody else who doesn't have you wouldn't think it has like the best job or something like that. But they have – they're, like, happy. Like, they're truly happy on the inside, and they have, like, a rich soul, essentially, as Mm -hmm. opposed to, like, the guy on – in the stock market or something who's, like, making a million dollars every day, but, like, his life is shit. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. And there's going to be people, too, out there who are like, you know, I'm a stock market guy, and – i i completely completely love this you know like my i have the best job in the world and they could be doing all this shady stuff but is that what's you know driving them like hey maybe it is not to say like your your people are always going to be driven by pure uh intentions you know um but yeah Um,
1: yeah and i think times like these really make you realize like um and not that we're like perfect obviously but if like you gotta think like if what you're doing think about like what is the end goal and again what what motivates you and what where your values really are like if you get to that level are you really going to be happy or are you just going to be like shit," you know like you're gonna look back and be like like you make all this money but you never travel like we always talk about that with retirement right like if you save a lot and have like millions in your retirement what are you gonna how are you gonna use that when you're 70 versus now when you're like in your 20s you know what i mean i think about
0: that all the time um is it worth saving for just the one day on the hope of being, you know, sixty-two and having a million dollars in retirement? Like, what am I doing at sixty-two that I need a million dollars for? You know, maybe a lot. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe, yeah. M- maybe if I'm still like mentally where I'm at right now, then maybe sure, I might need a lot of money so I can go, you know, fly planes and skydive and race cars and stuff. But I don't think that's as how it's going to be. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: exactly. I mean. And it could be, like, save for retirement so that you can, I don't know, have a pre- presidential bid or something like that, you know, and maybe yeah. that's, your, that's your goal. But I think for the most people, like, you got to realize you should try to do this, like, it's, like, better to be, I don't know, not to say poor, but, like, you know, modestly doing okay now as opposed – and, like, having experiences and stuff like that versus being, like, um, I don't know, I guess richer now and richer later but not doing anything and yeah. not – you know, while you're able, essentially. Yeah, yeah, no,
0: I agree. Um, trying to think of <laughs> uh, other small discussions. Um, since we only have about ten minutes left, but uh, do you guys got anything? Um,
1: no. Let me. Uh, let me take a look real quick. Yeah. But yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited for the. The Topics we have coming up at the uh, maybe possibly the next podcast, yeah, about the spoiler cast. That'll be, yeah. <laughs>
0: so, actually,
1: I, go ahead. <laughs> so, we can kind of talk about like the premise, I guess, you know, like, um, the idea, like, I was thinking about this, like, because we were watching The Bachelor, was it when your parents were here, like the mm-hmm. end uh, episodes, which I hadn't gotten into or like saw throughout the season essentially, but. We were watching because her and her mom are into it. But I was Uh watching it be like, it's like usually when guys watch those things, they're like, I think they're actually into it because I was kind of into it at some point.
0: Yeah. But it's like, you get drawn in.
1: Yeah. Everybody acts like, like, it's a, this is just a public service announcement, I think. It's like, it's okay. It's okay to be into it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's no, like, with whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, we have these, um, gender barriers or whatever it's called where like or roles where you think like oh i have to like this and i have to like you know what i mean but it's like if you like something it's fine you know i don't know i wouldn't
2: say i like the bachelor i just think it's really entertaining i'll never admit
1: to liking it yeah like (laughs) you know i don't know but it's fun to watch yeah it's fun to watch i suppose the best way to say it but it's like when like you talk to to people yeah when you like you talk to people and like oh, you, you watch The Bachelor for this entire season? It's And then they're usually like, oh, no, it's just because my girlfriend watches it and I just want to watch with her. You know, it's just like, yeah. ah, you can tell the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to judge you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all I had. <laughs> you know, I think...
0: Uh, I, I, on, on The Bachelor, and a lot of these dating shows, I feel like they're all set up for failure because you have... If you applied this, if you applied these rules that are on TV shows to real life, this would just look terrible. (laughs) I know. Like if you had one guy or one girl who is dating twenty other people, and like that, that that would just be a non-starter. Like no one's gonna accept that. No, not I don't know what single person is like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to, uh, like this date has been awesome. Like we just spent, you know, an hour and a half together and, um, it's truly magical to learn about you. I could definitely see myself being with you, um, in the future. Um, that being said, uh, I'll talk to you soon. I have another three dates, uh, in the next day. (laughs) That I need to go on, and they're all going to be very similar to this one. And we're, i plan on having a romantic connection because even though I just told you I see, I can see myself with you, I may see myself with somebody else um, more than you. So,
1: yeah. And I have two questions here. First of all, how are they choosing these bitches? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and well, I guess that. But also, why? Like, what motivates people to go on these shows? Like, are they? Tr- I mean. You know we've all struggled yeah, with yeah. love. You know what I mean. So it's like you know maybe you try whatever you can to get it essentially, but it's like, wh- like
2: I feel it's it's not for love. I don't think it it's is. just for the entertainment. It's like for they
0: want to acting. Instagram
2: followers.
0: Yeah, That's yeah. saying Like I don't. I truly don't think they're in it for love. And we'll get into it when we talk about Love Is Blind uh, here <laughs> in, a, in a few episodes, but i i don't think people are uh i don't think people are really in it to win it um they may win it at the end but that's not their sole purpose uh and i also want to say is the one thing i will talk about because it doesn't take you very far to you don't have to be very far to see this results but uh in this show uh for those who haven't seen the show um you just have to go look it up because we're going to have a whole episode probably on it later. But uh, they bring, you know, they had like 10 guys and 10 girls or something like that, and they all went to the show, went to the house, and they kind of had blind dates with each other, but they could never see each other. Well, they end up focusing on, you know, like five or six couples. What about the other people? And then I'll, I will give them credit. They brought in a wide range of people, like people who were – If you're going to put people on a one to ten scale you know they brought in like people who were you know five and sixes and they brought in people who were eights and nines um and to see what happened but at the end of the day you see the people and they were all who got together and they were all really close they were all like between seven and eights together (laughs) Like, like how did that happen how yeah. if if they truly had a interaction like you can't see if somebody's not attractive on the internet? What do they do with those people? Like somebody who is a 40 year old and is a six. Why didn't they end up with another like Why didn't they end up with a 23 year old who's a nine? You know, it doesn't. I, I didn't quite understand how that worked. Um, it just and and they just they didn't, they didn't even bring up them after after the you know second episode. You didn't even see them. They didn't even talk about them. <laughs> yeah it's like they uh they have like two
1: ones who like end up getting together and they have like the most romantic love and then they like they're like okay we're gonna get in front of the cameras and then you know the hosts are like ah no you can uh you can get going i think we're done with you they're like what do you mean we're moving on to the next stage they're like no i think we're done
0: (laughs) nobody wants to to see this we propose to each other we we want the free vacation like ah we don't though yeah (laughs) we
1: don't yeah that really is
0: um i i didn't i just didn't understand how that how that even happened like statistically there should have been uh somebody who got duped (laughs) i guess if you will yeah
3: like (laughs) everyone was pretty every
2: like i think everyone was pretty there wasn't anyone that was like ooh. yeah
1: Yeah. there was no like
2: they kind of beat the odds with that Yeah.
1: yeah but i will give them credit for the fact that like I don't know, they, like, this show, I guess we're getting into the show, but this this show is more of an experiment, I feel like, than, you know, kind of like The Bachelor, where The Bachelor's more, like, about the love and dating, obviously, and all the drama. This is too, but, like, it's almost like they're doing this more as an experiment, because they let, you know, they let it happen, and then whatever happened, they just moved with it. You know what I mean? Like, what, like, I was thinking, what if, like, no one found a match, or if only one couple did? you
0: know what I mean with how they continue the show you know yeah I would have no they wouldn't I agree <laughs> yeah. I, I think like I wanted to see I really wanted to see somebody uh and they'd probably have to run multiple iterations of this show but um I'd want to see somebody who was like when it comes to the physical level who was grossly disproportionate where yeah. it'd be literally like a like because I, I find it hard to believe there's many people below of like a four or five, but like let's say they have a a five and then they match up with like a nine, you know, and but they really have a strong connection and I'd like to see like the likelihood of them sticking around, you know.
1: Yeah, and that I mean obviously that depends on like how physically attract or physical how important physical touches or whatever to them kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. but but yeah that is true it's like one important aspect that they could totally gloss over but then is still present you know what i mean yeah and dude it's just so crazy how they just jump into engagements you know what i mean like and yeah and i hate to i hate to give away my big uh takeaway here but it's like (laughs) i think the big um what's it called flaw or whatever of this like this whole thing is like They're still in the honeymoon stage when they essentially get engaged or married, right? Yeah, or you know they could essentially, right? Like, yeah, they're like they're like, I mean, I guess love is blind. There it is. We got it. There it is. Like
0: they're just like. Wait till you get to the end of the season. Have you finished the show, Madison? No, no. We probably will shortly. Probably in the next few days. But,
1: um, yeah, it's just like they're just living. They're just living a lie essentially. But then, I mean, you slowly see that they start to argue about stuff that they should have been talking about, like, ages
0: ago, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, one, so we have a um, kind of a a uh, at my work, we have actually two people. We have a licensed clinical social worker, which is it's not the social worker that you think of typically like oh, i'm just gonna snatch up your kids it's the uh it's one who's <laughs> it's, it's one who's more like um kind of like a therapist if you will uh that's probably the best way to call him like there's therapist then we have another um kind of like a not a i guess a counselor would be the next best way to talk about it yeah he can't give therapy but um he can talk to you and um he gave a a really good point to us one day and He's was like, and I never, I never really considered it, but um, he talked about uh, before getting married, like actually doing marriage counseling, and per- perhaps even before um, you get engaged, or like shortly after you getting engaged, because they, have, the marriage counselor knows, because they've seen it so many times, they know a lot of the hot button items and hot button topics that yeah. people. Often when they're dating, they forget, they neglect to bring up, or they just never had a serious conversation about. And he was even giving me some, and I was just like, man, that is some really good, like that's that's some good stuff that I never talked about in my relationship. And I can see why they went downhill in different times. And you're like, and it, it'll be simple questions, but it's just ones that you just assume you can get by until you ask both parties what their answer to that problem would be and then all of a sudden you get two different answers and it's like whoa didn't understand didn't expect that or didn't see that so i think um just a plug for getting marriage counseling if um prior to uh marrying somebody so you having these discussions because uh, there's a lot of stuff you don't think about
1: yeah i think that's a really good point and um you think you could think everything is going well and then all of a sudden they just throw spaghetti at the wall and you're like, what the fuck's happening right now? <laughs> I don't know. Um,
0: <clears throat>
1: but uh I don't know, marriage counseling could would be a good spaghetti
0: idea. Or spaghetti. What's that? It could be figurative or literal spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: I think marriage counseling is a good idea. And yeah, there's there are all those like questions that are very simple, like you were saying, that are really good to talk about. I know there's a lot of books like there's one we have that's like before I say I do or something like that, which kind of uh, uh, kind of brings up questions that you should talk about, which is really good. But um, I feel like if I did marriage counseling, I would just be fucking sarcastic the entire time. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I don't think you would take it seriously.
1: They'd be like, what do you not like about Madison? I'm like, uh, everything. I don't know. I think this is – we're just kind of coasting right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. Um, yeah. That joke didn't land as well as I would've <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's funny. No, uh, yeah, there's I think there's much to be considered when we when you talk about joining two people's lives. I don't know. What's uh a, before we go, I guess what's one thing uh for you guys that you weren't expecting the person to do that you're still trying to adjust to or um Maybe not adjust to, but you're like, huh, I never thought about that before. I don't know how I feel about that.
2: Hmm. I actually just thought of something that Uh really (laughs) not annoys me, but I'm just like dumbfounded (laughs) about why you don't do it, and that's folding your clothes.
1: Oh, yeah. This is a huge Uh one. Why? No, this is – no, you're crazy.
2: He refuses to fold his clothes.
1: No, okay let me let's paint the picture here but
2: like <laughs> when you do laundry and your stuff comes out of the dryer you fold your clothes and put them away
1: yeah yeah and at some point that's away. normal so i usually i wash my clothes right and then i put them in the dryer and then i take them out of the dryer and put them on my bed or something on a mess and then i fold them or put them away where they're supposed to be madison needs to fold them as soon as they get out of the dryer. you can't go two feet away from the dryer without folding all your clothes no, I can't. It's just madness. I can't live like this.
2: No, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, even when your stuff is in the closet, it's not folded. And I'm like,
3: port. I, there it is.
0: So, <laughs> number two. Uh, no worries. Continue.
2: I'm like, port, why isn't this folded? And you're like, I'll get to it later. And I'm yeah. like, why hasn't it been folded this whole time? Just fold your dang clothes.
1: Is it really that important? Yeah. For, I
2: like it to be neat. Especially for clothes months.
1: that are not like per, you know, nice or whatever, and like just pajamas. Them just hang them up. I'm not hanging them up. You also pajamas. refuse
2: to hang up anything.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm not about that life. I feel like it's too it's too frivolous, I gotta say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's the height of luxury of <laughs> holding Yeah, but, you know, I know. I think we gotta I have no words for
3: you. <laughs> we'll
1: yeah, We'll figure on out a system we'll essentially. Work on it. We'll get we'll get back to the podcast and uh, figure this out.
0: <laughs> cool alright well uh, we'll call it a wrap for that episode I guess and uh, we'll see uh, when we see ya alright see you guys
1: bye the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency
3: of the US government